0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times— to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it.
2: Hi, I'm Imri, the host of The Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for joining me again on this very exciting week. We are approaching episode 50. Oh my god. Thank you to everyone that has left a review on iTunes. Please do keep them coming. I love receiving those and it really helps me build and grow the show. This week, Priska is back and we are talking all things partnerships and collaborations. What is the difference? We dig in and find out. Uh, And what are the questions you should be asking before you go into a partnership? We get into legals. Do you need a contract? What should go into your contract? And what to do if it's not working out? This is a great episode. So let's get your notebooks out and let's go.
0: Hey, Prisca. Hi, Imri. You always come so (laughs) (laughs) calm. I wish, yeah, yeah, sometimes I wish I was a little bit more.
2: But. Yeah, but I haven't seen you. In, actually, I saw you a few weeks ago, but yeah. in the in-between parts, which almost never happens.
0: Yeah. We should hang out more. We should. We should. Now it's warm. We're going to do something in, like, the picnic or something. Yes. We're gonna I saw do you a in picnic. Brighton living your best life. Oh, it was nice. It was the really girls. nice. Yeah, it was really, really nice. We so went out there. We did a talk uh, to some students at mm-hmm. Brighton University, which was cool. And then, instead of going home, because who goes to Brighton, right, like, on a random day, we decided to go to the pier. I mean, I do go to Brighton on a random day, Do you know but what? Cool. But that's not yeah. saying this is the life <laughs> I need to live, right? Going yeah. to Brighton to on a random day. So, um yeah, it was great. And then we ended up like having amazing conversations about the industry, about our personal lives, about growth. Um, and then we just made our way home around nine o'clock and it was a really good day. Oh, nice. Sounds lovely. I've <laughs> done a couple of uh,
2: talks and events in Brighton, actually. Ooh. Brighton loves me. Brighton hey.
0: loves something. In yeah, mind.
2: and it's so fun. But all of the talks I've had to go to, well, bar one was in the evening. So I've always just gone like after work. Oh, OK. I'm just there. I'm like, I can't even enjoy the pier. I mean, the pier is not amazing it but, is very
0: nice.
2: but the actual atmosphere of brighton's really nice and it's got some really cool shops so yeah glad glad you went i saw some favorable tweets so well done all right so this week the listeners gave us a really hard topic <laughs> <laughs> um we're talking about partnerships and collaborations Yay! Yeah. an interesting one um what are the questions that people should ask before they enter into a partnership. Uh let's go with partnership first and then we'll touch on collaborations because I think there's slightly different
0: lines of questioning for each. Um with partnerships, I think it again, it's one of those things that you you really have to break down what the purpose behind the partnership is. Mm-hmm. Um that there, there are so many layers to something that intense and something that requires a lawyer or or someone to like pull up contracts. So mm-hmm. um but definitely outlining the goalposts. Um, putting down like the duration of time that you want to invest into, like working with each other, what one person is investing, what one person hopes to get out of the other. So a lot of partnerships, for example, like, um, under Armour and Anthony Joshua that's that's a partnership yeah um where Under Armour benefiting from his reach um targeting he's targeting his, um they're targeting his audience through their content mm-hmm. um Anthony Joshua gets the the benefits of working with a quite a huge uh, company um and it's over a certain period of time not only does he make money from it up front also i'm sure they've got something along the line where he gets a percentage of sales and stuff like that yeah so that stuff really needs to be outlined from the beginning Mm -hmm. um a lot of the time what smaller businesses do is that they they say okay this is what we want let's see what happens over time and then we can set some more um goals but that's not the way it should be done the goal should be set from the get-go mm-hmm. um and like kpis okay. and stuff like that and that should be managed quite often like when it comes to partnerships you have to have someone in place that is there to project manage it as well yeah and make it and make sure that these things are being achieved probably on a weekly basis is what's done with a bigger company oh wow um that is yeah it's very it is very intense it's very um time consuming um but i mean again it would depend on what kind of business it is sure yeah i think
2: some of the questions of the i guess technically we can consider what we do partnerships um with with the hosts that we have especially more so now because we Work differently with with our with our content creators, um, so it is coming yes. into into that partnership arena. Um, so we have like we ha- we did have to bring in a lawyer to make sure that everything mm. was really clear from the get go, um, and then there's still some room to maneuver in parts of that contract. So there's like our standard terms and conditions of what it means to work with us, and I think when you're the bigger company um the onus tends to fall on you to provide a lot of the legal work because you have the resources but then because you're the smaller person you have to make sure you're not being taken advantage of and really going through that what can be changed what can be um switched over um so i think for us we we do allow room in at least one part of the contract where they can set their expectations of Mm -hmm. us um we've got a pretty comprehensive like this is what we promise you um but we, we have gone through negotiations where they say, oh, can we change maybe this percentage of, yeah. um, of revenue? And can we make sure that you're reporting this to us yeah. at this interval? See? Um, so those kinds of things are, if you're really smart, be thinking about what is it that you want to be reported to? Because if I'm not contractually obligated to provide something, then I you don't won't have do to it. do it. Then you won't do it. Yeah. Exactly, It's so. actually good faith and goodwill, which is a very different kettle of fish islander yeah. contracts.
0: <laughs> yeah. So And a lot of people lean on goodwill will mm-hmm. um like in month one and then expect it in month two but Absolutely. actually that person isn't obligated to do that uh, the bigger company or the the holding company let's say isn't obligated to do that yeah um i think every contract also needs to have an exit clause oh, for um sure. so like highlight highlight that is super super key <laughs> yes. like that is i think everyone who's done contracts without a lawyer has realized how important that is Um, so yeah, that, that needs to be in there as well. I learned that the hard way. Yes.
2: Um, (laughs) definitely need to have some sort of exit plan or strategy, uh, which clearly outlines what you're walking away with and what they are walking away with. Uh, there really isn't a contract on earth, not a legally binding one anyway, as far as I'm understood (laughs) from our lawyer, that you can't you have to be able to let someone leave mm-hmm. like a, a contract must have some sort of get out clause yeah. so um you can't just own someone's life in perpetuity <laughs> like it's just not possible um if
0: you're stevie j probably yeah our contract, do you watch love and hip i do not anymore so when in this is what's happening in the mo- at the moment he <laughs> signs these women and they are like the contract says and maybe they're doing this for TV but the contracts always say like twenty to thirty five percent is okay. what he gets of everything oh okay. like even if he didn't initiate the deal like he gets thirty five percent of everything so like at the moment one of one of his artists is struggling to um like leave the contract yeah. because obviously she's binded for like a really long time um and yet yeah, so that's one thing although we're we're hoping that maybe someone like Someone who would be like hers listening to the podcast and knows that, okay, if someone is saying they're going to give, take 35%, make sure that you have that exit strategy in there so that you don't end up on a TV show really upset about, like, leaving someone who's taking 35%, which is interesting in itself. Yes.
2: Uh, Yeah. You need to have a, a really clear exit in that situation. I don't know how to help you. American law works so differently. Yeah, as well. it does. It like does, their well. their law, their con- law and contracts work in like a whole different level. I experienced that too, mm-hmm. and I have no desire to run back into American arms <laughs> <laughs> with regards to contracts. Um, so sorry, Americans, I can't help you with that. It is too hard, and you guys are too litigious for my liking. Um, but in the UK, everything is very much l- relaxed, and there is this whole good faith, goodwill leaning and everything is done yeah. with like these kind of shake hands and emails and back and forth and it is very casual and it tends to be okay probably in the majority of times but when it goes bad it can go really really bad so i think when you're entering into a where especially with partnership agreements being very clear from the get go how long this is going to be for yeah. um and what you are obligated to do be very clear on your obligations because um failure to commit to that is a material can be a material breach which means you can get sued yeah um for the losses but it's really expensive to sue people Especially here. So, chances are you're probably not going to get sued. But I would say just be very clear on your obligations because it would be, it's not that they would necessarily sue you, but it can be grants to exit early, for example, um, and to cut it off or to demand money back. And you need to be really, really, really clear on what that is. So, I would say. In terms of make sure your legals are right and tight. Surprisingly, lawyers are not super expensive. You'd be surprised at how affordable you can find lawyers. So um They're not super cheap either.
0: They're not cheap. (laughs) They're not cheap, but they're
2: not They're not not cheap,
0: but they're not out
2: of the
0: ordinary. They're
2: not thousands and thousands like you think. Yeah. Um you can get freelance lawyers who are living out in the countryside and they've just like like you can probably search for some women who were former lawyers in the city have moved out and have decided to pursue motherhood full time and they can look over your contracts for you that and there's contract lawyers that are doing like hourly rates um you can also have you can also find lawyers that have websites and you can just give them a call and ask them questions. Now, lawyers are really good at speaking on the phone and not telling you anything, but telling you stuff. It's like mm-hmm. a really bizarre, twisted way of communicating. But you can just get on the phone and ask questions um, about what your contract laws are. And also, if you need a contract review, you can also just call any agency that deals with that and say, hey, um, I have this contract, how much would you charge? And you can shop around endlessly. Um, Also, People Per Hour surprisingly has a huge number of uh, freelance lawyers. Um, And if you just look them up on LinkedIn, you can just vet them. And you can also just hire them that way. And you can set a fee or a budget and you can see who comes to you. So things like People Per Hour. What's the other one um, that does like freelance? No, not Fiverr. I'd, I would, Fiverr. I would not skip. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, not do you be on Fiverr? Um, no, it's like people per hour and there's another one, another big one. Elancer, I think it used to be called. It might oh, okay. be called something else now. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so there's a few like where you can pick up uh, any kind of freelancer for any of your requirements. Uh, you can get someone to do media. and. PR and all kinds of things and actually surprisingly there are a few lawyers that do it that way too that put their freelance services on those sites so you can actually pick up a fairly decent trained individual who can review your contracts or even draw them up for you in that way now you know
0: now you be knowing (laughs)
2: um in a collaboration what questions
0: are they are they really that different um I mean of the I wouldn't even with a collaboration. I mean, I I wouldn't even say don't have some type of document that has even I would yeah, yeah, I would say like make sure yeah, emails, right? Um this is something I think a lot of us can learn from the corporate world is making sure almost everything is in 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 an, in an email Absolutely. or making sure that it's once let's say you have a phone conversation just put write down the notes and then send them over via, e- via mm-hmm. email and say, okay, this is what we had. This is the conversation we had. These are what we said and so on and so forth. It's mm-hmm. very, very important so that everybody knows where they stand. Um, that's key. That's something I didn't know maybe two, three years ago. Okay. I did know it, but now I know it even more. I knew like, that um, after I realized how important it was. So, <laughs> Cause yeah. it's almost like a verbal, a written agreement. Yeah. Um, and it solidifies all your verbal agreements as well. Um, they're more short term, so of course, but definitely going to like dinner or like lunch and literally getting to know the person you're about to collaborate with. A lot of the time you can like maybe send an email and say, I want to work with you on this. Mm-hmm. But say, actually, before we like confirm anything over email, how about we go for dinner um, and actually have a, a concrete conversation about like my goals um, and my expectations and you can ask me questions, vice versa. So I think that's really key Um Imri do you have like any other suggestions
2: in terms of collaborations I haven't done too many to be honest yeah because they are so short term they like if, if I was to consider booking guests as a collaboration it's very much like I agreed to record this and <laughs> it's very straightforward yeah. um, and usually the the request kind of outlines from the outset what it is that I want yeah um, if you send an unclear request typically you're probably not going to get that collaboration yeah. um so usually from the outset people have a
0: general understanding of what it is that you will be delivering to them um one thing i will say is when you're doing a collaboration or let's say you're your company and you want to do a partnership um is figuring out the time you want that to start and planning away beforehand mm. so let's say you're Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare dot com slash weight loss. Doing collaboration for July. You want to do a collaboration for July, now is the best time to have that conversation. Yeah. Because you do need you do need to have that back and you need to give room for that back and forth. Um, so yeah, yes. I think that's, that's extremely key. That is so extremely important. key. A lot yeah. of the time when it comes to any form of work, people think because the turnover date needs to be this day, um, that they need to have the conversation maybe like um like three weeks before. No, like three three months before, yeah. six, three to six to nines. Most big partnerships are probably like done a year before it's anyway yeah. um or the turnover time is super super quick um as well so you like if you look at like Michael Dapper is doing a lot of Nike stuff of course his recent success his success is quite recent so we know that of course they didn't have much time but they had more people in the room enough mm. people in the room to have that conversation with and to make sure that stuff does get happened whereas if you're a smaller company you definitely need more months yeah you do need more time for sure yeah I forgot about time being of the essence because
2: (laughs) when you especially if you've got like a really quick turnaround anyway and you want a quick turnaround surprisingly most collaborations do not need to be as time sensitive as you think they do just because you've emailed someone doesn't mean they need to do it in the next week sometimes things are okay to wait um and also it's that how yet like you said having that back and forth actually prevents disappointment (laughs) because i cannot tell you how many times i have um arranged something or hired someone to do something um or book someone to do something and it just, I'm always like left somewhat disappointed in the end result because it wasn't what I expected and being able to clearly uh, communicate your expectations to whoever the other party is and vice versa. Um, You want to make sure that everyone is happy on both sides because a good co- if you have one good collaboration it should lead to many more collaborations yes when you just see one-off collaborations, someone was disappointed <laughs> and so you kind you of want it
0: to lead to a partnership yeah you, you want, want it, it to build lead, up you want it to build up that's the whole point as well yeah um and with your partnerships when you're when you are in that partnership nurturing that partnership um one of our clients one of the things they did say was that when they were looking for a production company, the one thing that they were very disappointed with was that there was a lack of customer service from the agency to the client. Um, And a lot of the time we think the term customer service is merely um, exclusive to like retail stores. However, this also includes working with people. Do you have that customer service? Um, And that's super, 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 super key is, is treating them like gold, treating each other like gold, basically. Yes. Oh my God, I just
2: recalled a partnership gone awry that I had recently. <laughs> um, I'm not going to name names because I just don't feel like it's that. I don't want to ruin someone's business. They're still Why? new. Um, so what I will say is, like, because the customer service point was so important, poor communication. Mm-hmm. Is, when you've asked someone to do something, that probably, it, it started off looking mutually beneficial for sure. Why? And then communication really just disappeared right. um things started happening I'm communicating with this person and I'm not getting anything back for days and then in the middle of when I do receive new communication the whole plans changed and I'm like this is not what I agreed to yeah. this is not the contract I signed yeah um and yeah I, I just felt like maybe if you were going to change something you probably would have wanted to alert me first because you're dealing with my brand as well and so just having that respect to say like if something is going to change dramatically you need to let them know in advance and make sure that like if you're going to ch- if you're the person that's kind of running or operating yeah. whatever platform this is going on you need to be so clear on what is happening like you cannot just change the game halfway through and then expect people to be cool with yeah, it yeah
0: it's 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 thinking that outside of that collaboration or partnership that that person doesn't have a life everybody has other things going on and what happens is decisions are made internally and because one person feels like they have more of a i don't know i don't know more, more. yeah clout is like the word of the year to like now but like (laughs) if they have more clout then they feel like they don't need to communicate certain things that when they do communicate it you just accept it, yeah. and that's that's no way to approach anything outside of yourself. Like yeah. you have to always be in communication with that with those people, um, and ask them if this is suitable for them, if this works for them, if yes. they're happy with this. Because um, when we tend to forget that a partnership is two different people coming together and and mutually agreeing to this thing, yeah. not so much two of the same people coming together. Yeah,
2: always ask. I think just put it phrase even if you've made a decision, just phrase it as a question yeah just just phrase phrase it it that way to make it feel like it was their idea because maybe they weren't they're not going to be opposed to what your new suggest what your new thing is but if you if you just state like this is what we're doing now and and i didn't have any kind of say or thought in that i'm gonna feel some type of way it's
0: less about what you say it's about how you say it we always hear that right and it's it's super super key Mm -hmm. um and yeah all throughout like working with people putting that at the helm yeah. yes communication in your partnerships
2: just don't don't get that wrong <laughs> uh which leads really nicely into what to do if it's not working out <laughs> oh god yeah. if you have a contract well you will be in a very good position you'll be, you'd be you'll be chill I mean as long as you got your contract done by someone <laughs> sensible <laughs> and professional um if you have a contract, the contract should state pretty clearly what happens in the event that you want to end the relationship yeah. or they want to end the relationship. And it should state clearly who gets what, where and how. Yes. Um, that if you haven't thought of, if, if anything, the contract should just basically state what happens when this ends. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't need to be an, it could be an amicable end. It could be a very fine, like we're not working together anymore, but everyone knows where they stand on ending, uh, upon termination. Um, you have to have a hard conversation. To be honest, there is just no way of avoiding hard conversation. There's no easy way of
0: avoiding that. Um, I always recommend, I mean, do you recommend that people do it face-to-face or over the phone? Because that is that is difficult to have. Yeah. Um, or over email. Um, it's, mm, yeah. Like, I mean, I, me being who I am,
2: <laughs> and I'm naturally non-confrontational, I would want to do it over email. However, yeah. I know what my tone is how my tone can be perceived yeah. in email. People always so misinterpret my emails. Over the phone. Then. Yeah, over the phone the or face-to-face face if you're in the same least. city. Yes. Um, for sure. Just because if you have quite a really, I have a very professional way of communicating an email. Like it's just ingrained in me to be very like to the point. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's blunt and sometimes it's very direct. People don't like that all the time. It, it will not work <laughs> when you're trying to end something. So sometimes you do have to just get yeah. on the phone. And if you, you and it.
0: if you are face to face, I think especially when you're british you um have or anyone really but british people are very passive aggressive Mm -hmm. so when you're face to face you're less likely to be mean anyway because british people aren't known to be super confrontational yeah so you're you're probably going to be nicer another person is probably going to be nicer and it will be it will end a lot more nicer than it would have ended if it was done over email on email it's everything escalates it's easy to talk crap over email it's easy to be patronizing over email it's easy to be condescending um and you know never want to end something like that. I always believe in not burning bridges, Absolutely. not because you're going to work with them in the future, but just because you don't want that energy to linger with you over your next partnerships and so on and so forth. For sure. So, um, it's always good to, to see someone face-to-face and even if you don't end up having it face-to-face because they don't want you to have it face-to-face, um, just maybe sending them something afterwards or maybe, finding a way to see them months after to just be like we're good or like I want to take you to coffee and just like end this really well because a couple months ago it was a bit it was a bit challenging so yeah send gifts and stuff like that yeah as well I that, think it's that a sounds nice really nice
2: i yeah some some partnerships myself <laughs> I mean yeah of and course, I personally there's... have no desire ever to work with people again um and i'm i'm gonna be so trying like i'm being very honest like there are people but you 100%. are going to
0: get to a point where you're gonna see whoever that person is and you're gonna be like it's all good i mean
2: yeah, no you will you will but um you will.
0: there's there's a lot of
2: people i will never work with again and but what i will not do and i and this is something that morally i just cannot and I will not abide by, is I will never publicly sh- slander or shame your neck. Like I will not do it, right? That's so I wouldn't, your... ne- that's my that's my, mark, my benchmark. Yeah. <laughs> I will not, I I will see, I'll hardly no. be you. Like I see you and I don't speak. That means I don't.
0: Oh my God, Would you, you use the lyrics. But um, yeah, was, <laughs> but, honestly, Bodak Killer
2: sweet. was my, my jam, right? <laughs> but um yeah, no, I will never like publicly come for anyone or their business because yeah. one, people make mistakes people learn from those mistakes, people grow, they develop, things change, you learn the hard way. I've learned the hard way. Uh, I do think it's really important that when it does end, you, you do try to have it if it's going to be, if it feels like it's going really badly, try to get face to face. Yeah, um, I think that's essential.
0: Salvage, salvage
2: something. It will. Tr- it will tend to make things ever so slightly ever better. So slightly. Uh, just because, you, like you said, people don't tend to be super rude. Um, well, most people won't be super rude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you know you're not going to work with that person again, just just try to end that in a way that says. You know what? This really just didn't work out. And actually it's all business. Like don't, do it's not make business, business personal. Yeah. That is like the last lesson that everyone needs to. Do not ever for a second make business make personal. Ever, yeah. Um, And also when things are going wrong, everyone's ego seems to just flare to like a yeah. hundred and everyone wants to win. Do not go, don't fall into those traps of wanting to win the argument for the sake of winning. Do not fall into the trap of, trying to one-up them um or be
0: slight like sn- snaky and sneaky and like the contract like and carrying that ca- and carrying yeah. that energy into your conversation and it, your responses as yeah. well that ego can really really the damage things it could damage it. something more than than it already would have been yeah it can so, make it a lot worse than it already if is. if you
2: can so. go into the situation with actually uh what is very important is going into that situation with some 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 level of compassion, maybe they're going to be obtuse and not see it from your way. But the least you can do is try and see it from the other side. Um, and that's really how I've managed to end things, at least with me feeling in good conscience, ending things um, that I knew were never going to happen again, is that... I- I, I understand why you feel that way. I understand how you came to those feelings, that understanding of the situation. I really can see it. I can understand that if I was in this position, this is how I would probably most likely feel and understand this to be. Um, that doesn't mean I agree with it, but I can understand it. And because I can understand it, I can come to you with a solution that kind of matches that where, you're, where your head is at. And I think that's really important as well. Uh, so we need an action for the listeners what should they do when they and what is it what action they can take when they are entering a partnership or a collaboration
0: um okay yeah write down your intentions um and make that known be unapologetic about that um in business I, i love business people that are very open and honest about what they want out of something so that is extremely key um and because if you don't mention it in the beginning, you're going to end up mentioning it halfway through or when the contract's done, and you really don't want that. That's going to cause a lot more issues than you would have had if you just owned up to it at the beginning. It allow, and it re- cre- creates room for transparency as well. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Yes, that's one solid action. I think intentions are important uh,
2: just because it sets a tone for creativity and. Coming up with really great solutions from both sides to fulfill those intentions. Whilst you are setting your personal intentions, I think it's also worth thinking about what the other party can gain or what they will benefit from. Uh, Just so that it shows that you're thinking about both sides, Uh, especially when you're entering a partnership, both parties want to feel like each person cares a little bit about what they're entering into and that they have been chosen for a reason they don't want to feel like you could just be anybody at the end of the at the end of this deal so make sure that when you're setting your intentions you've also given just some you've given thoughts to the other person and what they stand to gain um or what they stand to benefit from from doing this with you if you aren't following Prisca, I don't know what you're doing. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Priska Moyesa. That's P-R-I-S-C-A-M-O-Y-E-S-A. Her feed is incredible. And if you want to hire her and her team to create some dope content for your business, visit Moyesa.co. That's M-O-Y-E-S-A.co. Also, I'm so excited to share that Prisca and I are going to be doing a live show on Saturday, the 2nd of June. So to cop tickets, you need to check the link in the bio Everything will be available on Eventbrite and all the information about the show will be coming out in the next few weeks. We are so excited to bring this live and direct to you all. So please do make sure you get your tickets nice and early because we are only doing an intimate and small session for our first time. If you like how this podcast is made and you think you can do what I do, then you need to reach out to the Shoutout Network. To find out more about membership, visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. And also we just dropped a new podcast, Not Another Book, podcast so if you're into books and love reading and I mean really love reading this podcast is for you so check it out be sure to follow wannabe on twitter and instagram at wannabe podcast and if you're enjoying this podcast please do leave a review on itunes you need a mac computer or an apple iphone please do leave them i love getting them to get extended show notes listing the tools and resources we've talked about on this episode and past episodes visit wannabepodcast.com as show notes updated every wednesday thank you for listening bye